This podcast has been adapted from our YouTube channel. To enjoy the full experience, head to YouTube and search fullboost.com.au and this podcast title. Today on Bench Talk, we're going to cover Holden, it's come to an end. Is the DeLorean making a comeback? And why aren't people buying electric cars? Gee, I wonder why. Did you hear about the guy who got done on his phone riding a horse? Riding a horse. He was riding along a New South Wales rural road, travelling at an estimated speed of 10 kilometres an hour. Estimated. Oh, and you'd be able to read the sign back there with a the big one zero on it, wouldn't you? Holding a mobile phone to his ear, and he wasn't using, he didn't have the right hands-free device fitted to the animal. You think I'm talking shit? So you should have had the Bluetooth set up on the animal, or just, just bolt that to the main? Plug in some uh, USB power? He would have been, yeah, Barry. I'll be there in 10 minutes, get those fish on the barbie. What do you reckon? Can I see your licence, please? He had to plead guilty. He's already gone to court. Oh yeah, he had to plead guilty because he was, uh, he concedes that the horse was in motion. I thought you had to have an engine. I mean, that's serious horse, real horsepower, but I thought you had to have an engine. 10k, he's got a wipe off five. To be considered a a vehicle? No, I I guess he's moving and he's on the road. The biggest news that I've seen in the automotive scene for quite some time, but uh, probably the most obvious news that I think everyone thought was just around the corner for about the last year and a half, Holden, dead. Not a good thing to say, but um, Terri- it's all Terrible over. for uh, the people who work and a lot of people, you know, this, uh, there's a big, it's not just the people at Holden, you know, there's a big supporting network, which obviously a lot of this happened when the Commodore and Falcon stopped production. A lot of a lot of people lost their jobs then. Yeah, I think more people but, lost their yeah. jobs then than now. But still, this is like the worst kept. I wouldn't call it a secret, but a lot of people in the industry knew this was coming. Yeah, the writing's been on the wall for the last few years, really. What actually surprises me more are just the complete and utter flogs I see in social media. Just writing things like, "Good riddance," "Who gives a crap," "Holding dead," "Who cares?" I, I don't understand this. Why would you be? happy that an Australian car manufacturing is dead. I, I, I don't understand that. They're good riddance yeah. to what? People have lost their jobs. We won't have any Aussie manufacturing again. And that's they're happy about well, that's that? that's already finished. But they're, hap- they're happy that people are losing their jobs. When I read comments like that, I think these are people who have never run a business in their life. No. Never been self-employed. Had to employ other people or had their own overheads. They just rock up to their crap job, clock on, clock off, and they're miserable. Effectively. And then what? They'll be the same people then complain that, oh, there's not a car I want to... I, I, don't, I don't get... That's like saying if Kmart closed, good riddance, Kmart's closed. Well, why, why, why would you be happy that a business is closed? I don't understand it with anything. It doesn't like... I don't know. I'm just making up a statistic, but isn't it like 60-odd percent of the workforce is employed by small business? Yeah, but Holden's not a small business. No, I mean like... How can it be a good thing that a business closes ever? Oh, no, that's what I'm saying. Well, I see comments like, well, you're, just, you're just idiots. But, I mean, it's, it's terrible that Holden's closed. It's... Do you honestly think it would have made any difference if they'd badged that Holden or Holden insignia? No. No. No, they wouldn't have sold any. I don't think... Th- I don't Personally, I don't think the Commodore or the insignia was the problem. Uh, you know, looking at it, I, I wasn't going to buy one, but I don't. I don't think that specific car was the problem overall. Like their whole range was. 
Oh, it was not good. There was nothing there that was sort of, I don't know. Every car in the seg- sector, mm. in a segment they had, I looked at it and be like, why oh, would you buy a Holden? I'd buy, you know, three other cars before I'd even look at that Holden. There's something about them. They just look like... It's interesting too. Yeah. As as Holden came out, they and never said, grabbed that, That's closing at the, in the same space. They were saying the big banger, the big Chevys, the um, pickups. Oh, the Silverados, the fifteen hundred. Yeah, you'll see them in showrooms in a matter of well, the time we've had this. They'll probably be almost out. Yeah, uh, but they're from HSV, is that right? Well, that's another thing. Isn't HSV going to be renamed? I read they could, well they can't be called HSV technically because it stands for Holden and they could be renamed to GMSV, that, that just that just rolls off the tongue that one. GMSV. That doesn't work at all, it's too, too, many, too, many, too many letters there. So all these cars now are going to have some bow tie badges on them? Well how expensive will the Silverados be? Be well over 100 grand surely. Yeah, they'd have to be. Every, the problem now, like you know Mustangs come out of the, you know they're already coming out of the factory right hand drive, as soon as they bring in any car and they've got to add on that conversion price. Oh, the Camaros are outrageous. The Camaros are obviously the competitor to the Mustang, but they're not even in the same ballpark price price range. No. Not even comparable. No, you can go and put a supercharger and modify wheels, everything on your Mustang, and you still haven't come up to the sticker price of the Camaro. If you compare a Camaro and a Mustang at the moment, the Mustang's got to just win hands down because it's two thirds of the price. Like the fact the price just over outrules everything about the cars. I'm sure they're similar to drive, and you go, one's thirty percent, or is it fifty percent more expensive? They'll sell those Silverados. The, sil- the Silverados have a have a very niche market. I still don't understand in Australia we have the smallest car parks. It's not like the states. They have these massive lots and these huge yeah, car if spaces. You, if and- you want a ca- if you want a car for towing, that's your main purpose. Whether you live city or rural. If you want something to tow, whether it's a car or a boat or a horse, <laughs> something like horse. those, those you know, horse float, something like those Silverados are easily the best things to tow with. Just, They're so much better built than these Thailand tractors. Just don't use the tractors. phone on the horse, that's all. Don't use the phone. Yeah, but you look at something like the Ram, right? They've sold, I think, 5,000 odd of them in Australia. The entry price is about 80. But most, as far as I'm aware, most of the sales are the Laramie model. And they start at like 102. And these big pickups, like the big Yankee-style pickups, I think their they're towing capacity off, off a regular tow bar, I think, is three and a half, and it more upgraded one, I think, is four and a half. Yeah, so they're, they're miles ahead of a, as you said, the oh, Thailand tractor. Yeah, they're terrible. I, I don't understand their popularity. But the Rams, for example, because they've got an $80,000 one, it gets people in the door. Mm. Even And then they had no intention of spending another 20 grand. But hey, you, here's and one. There's the base model I for 80. They, oh, now we've got a better one. Come and look at it. See, I look at the Subaru, they'll sell them, but they, they need something more like... Something a, a little bit lower. Well, the Rams, I think they sold 2,800 last year, and it was more yeah. it was more than what they anticipated. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Their sales have been really good. But I it just shows, it shows people still want a V8, you know, a V8 U. Well, the first comment I saw, a lot of people saying with the Silverado, oh, it's just got a little V8 in it, where's the big Duramax? But... Well, I don't know what the price difference between the two. When they say little V8, it's, it comes with, I'm assuming, an LS3. It's 6.2. The Silverado? Yeah, what is it? No, oh, no, sorry, it's not a, L- not an LS. LS. It's an L- LT. LT. So I'm, so, I'm selling the LS world. <laughs> but uh, it'd be an LT then, would it? 6.2. I can't remember. It's a, the la- later model engine. I can't remember the specific code of it, but it's, no, it's not an LS. They don't use LS engines. 6.2 litre. Um, they make about 300 and... Around, I bet 420 on horsepower, but they're just good all-round torque. Perfect towing car. Mm. Yeah, I mean, I've, I've uh, been in a few of these models. They're good. They, 
you put a car on the back or whatever you've got on the back and you don't even feel it. I mean, great. But back to Holden. I mean, that's look, it sucks. You look at how different the car landscape is now to when we got our license. It's oh, so di- it yeah, is so di- there's so many more cars though. Brands. Like just cars in general, overall, like you can choose from. There are so many cars on the road compared to when we yeah, like you've got like, say, Mazda and Mitsubishi, they have like 14 flavours of an SUV. E- each one is about this much longer. Mm. Like, there's so many. But a big difference now is everyone wants it. I want it now, right? Like, this, you know, this entitlement everyone has, I've got to have something new. Like, in the past, when we grew up, your father or whatever would, dr- would buy a car and that happened for 15 years mm. until they started becoming unreliable and then they'd move them on. Now, with, you know, 0% finance and all this, Three years old, I'll just get a new one. I'll just get a new one. Get rid of that car. Yeah, yeah. I know. A lot of, it does amaze me how many younger people you've seen. They've got brand new cars. You think, where have you got the money for this? Good old finance. But I think Holden went knocking off a fair bit of money, like 10, some models, ten, fifteen thousand $15,000. As in to get rid of the old stock. They've got to get rid of the stock. I mean, imagine how many Commodores they've got sitting here. Imagine what you could pick up a Commodore for. You'd have enough change to go and buy that crate LSA and drop it in. I don't think so. Yeah, well, just re-engineer the whole car. <laughs> it's not the greatest looking car. But you never know. It's a family car. You just want a, a wagon or something. Yeah. You'd probably actually pick one up pretty cheap. I should think the second-hand market, aren't they? Or within no time, weren't they under 20 grand? The depreciation on them was bad. And a lot of people, you know, realistically, aren't going to want to buy a car knowing that there's not the brand that much exist. support yeah, yeah. You know, I know Holden have said, I think they're going to make spare parts for another 10 years. But, yeah. It'll be look. Hey, it it is an Opal side of a season. It'll be like owning a Renault. Hey, what do you want? I want some spark plugs. That's six hundred dollars. Have you got them in stock? No, no. Six weeks. Six weeks. Oh yeah, away. I've seen blokes with uh, mm-hmm. cars like mine. I think I need to re-screen. Oh, that's a four-week wait. <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> So late last year you did a top 10 dyno video, what you've covered at the dyno cells, big numbers and of course people aren't happy as always. So many RBs do something different. So I thought really? We had a lot of RBs in this video so I went and double checked it. Just how many cars in the top 10 video are RBs? One. <laughs> One. So I guess, I guess you just can't please them can you? But even if there were 10 RBs, I mean, obviously we, you try and film different, but it's a popular engine, and what are, are we supposed to just fudge the figures? The guy must have been an LS fan, considering I think there was like four LSs in it. He didn't, he didn't make a mention of that. Our RX-8, uh, or should I say RX-8 salt mine video, never ceases to amaze me in the comments on this. They're all from overseas. The RX-8's not a bad car, if you've ever driven one. They're about 150 horsepower off where they need to be to be exciting. Yeah, well, that's just your opinion. <laughs> This bloke did not like how Broomy was using his torque wrench. It surprises me how many experienced mechanics tighten and undo wheel nuts pulling up, not pushing down. How's your back going? Hernia much? It's almost as bad as you nuggets saying stick shift hand straight up. Stick shift, stick shift. Let's see that in an instant replay. Broomy takes the safety aspect of this stuff very seriously. Haven't you noticed the uh, Chinese work boots he wears every episode? What we didn't show you in that episode is after Broomy was mucking around with those wheel nuts, I had to take him to the local ER. Hernia each side. 
Like seriously, look at the crap people pick in videos. I, I'm at the point now, I'm like, I don't actually know whether these are real or trolling. It's almost closing time at the Ipswich pub when the hot-headed hoon rolls in. Bystanders egging him on, a smoke fills the air. Saw this video recently, look at this bloke, he's uh, working that single pegger. Come on, you work! Witnesses told Nine News the male driver returned to show off three times. So you also uploaded an episode, a new episode of Project Nomang, that's the Barra in the Commodore. And of course... Sick of the Barras. Just over the Barras. Everyone is over the Barras, but you're going to see more Barra content from us. Now this is about, you mentioned the Screamer Pipe. You hate Screamer Pipes on Barras, I don't blame you. And of course you kept saying, I don't want a Screamer Pipe, but a Screamer went on it. A Screamer Pipe on a well-sorted Turbo LS sounds mint. <laughs> Barra. That's some next level R&D installing a screamer pipe next to oil pan only to cook the engine oil. So, <laughs> so of course you must have obviously had the screamer actually facing the Direct, sump, like into just the sump, yeah. into the side of the sump. That's where it was going. Does this guy not know how a wastegate works? Like, it's not just like a um, you know a blowtorch at the sump the entire. No, you're, time. you're pointing it at the sump, surely. Well, it's not at the sump, is it? Clearly, it's just next to the sump. Yeah, but this is like a blowtorch, apparently. Yeah, but like, does he not know anything like, you know when you car, when you drive, there's a thing called like wind, like air is moving around the car. Does he not realize that? How about not having a screamer pipe to begin with? Plumb your external gate back and do your downpipe. Did this guy watch the video? That's all I was saying the whole video. I don't want a screamer pipe. You can also modify your turbo exhaust housing to have an external gate oh welded on it for more quicker, accurate boost mm. control and again, plumb it back <laughs> because of space. It's clear people just comment without even watching. That's well, exactly what is on the car. It's coming out of the exhaust housing. I, I think people don't un, don't understand the relationship a screamer is, honestly, to the actual wastegate. I think they think it's the same thing. No, no, I, I don't think they don't understand how a wastegate works. That they, I think they think. No, but they think wastegate and screamer, and as as in they actually think it's the same thing. So if some someone mentions you've got a wastegate, that means you've got a screamer pipe. Yeah, but they also think, I think, that the screen pipe is just part of the actual exhaust system. Like, you're mm. just off-shooting some of it to make more noise. No. Like, the screen pipe's not active about 98% of the time. You can also make a custom exhaust manifold to bring your turbo more close to the front and you will have more room to play with your screamer pipe. People love these screamer pipes. Do you not miss the part where the car's got a standard turbo on it, so why wouldn't you just use the standard manifold? If you'd actually watched the series, the whole point of it was to try and use as many OE parts as possible and to do it on somewhat of a realistic budget. Budget, yeah. So that someone could follow and go, hey, here's a way you can do it using an OE part. And you've actually mentioned multiple times, once this car's running, the point of it is the first stage is to see kind of what power and how, how kind of fast it is mm. on these OE parts and, and push them before you think, well, now it's time to change them. We'd make some changes. We didn't see the point in building the car first off with everything on it. Because then what do you do with it? At least you can run it and go, okay, now we're just going to change one and part and we'll see how it If fix. you're building something similar too, and you see, okay, this thing's got a GT47 and alloy rods, that's not really comparable to if you just want to drop a barrow as a conversion. Hmm. Anyway, whatever. Everyone knows better. What else is happening, Jordan? Oh, so I hear the DeLorean is coming back. I might be making a comeback. <gasps> Great Scott! Have you seen how much new old stock they've got sitting there? They've got heaps of stuff. Well, it's because no one bought them back in the day, did they? They've got all like remanufactured panels. They've got a lot of oh, existing ones that weren't used. Mm. 
but there's something to, something to do with, there's a lot of uh, requirements around what, I don't think it would have the old engine, if I'm right, with it, oh, in God, it or something. No. No, it was God, a pile no. of junk. People would love to see that car come back. It's been talking about, will it come back next year? There's, they, a, lot of le- there's a lot of legal issues with the brand. Well, they were so expensive and the performance was terrible. Mm. And everything went south pretty quickly. So they've got stock, uh, I think, is it right they had enough parts to basically make another 5,000? I don't know if it was that many, but there's articles here floating around. Will they, won't they? Is it going to happen? I've seen articles like this going on for about the last 12 months, so I don't know if you know more about this DeLorean thing. But I mean, I, I granted... That, that would be cool to see, like, retro kind of new DeLoreans. They'd have to obviously update them and make them a little bit nicer to drive, surely. Imagine, imagine going to buy an old DeLorean and it drove like an old DeLorean, my God. Yeah, but they would still want to keep it in the theme, everything. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's, it'll still look like an old DeLorean. Yeah. Well, it actually says here, potentially they could uh, allow some acts, like as in some um, road act, could allow them to build 325 cars a year. Yeah. And they've got new old stock with a warehouse full of three and a half million parts and 96% availability, which means that must mean how much percentage of the entire car they've yes. got available there. Yeah, but how, how many, you know, how much does that equate to in terms of, I know they would have a lot more parts it says here, it's actually, parts. they've got enough parts, it's actually quite easy to actually build the cars again. They say. Yeah, yeah. I think oh, there's a few parts apparently they've got to remanufacture, but it's not a big it deal. It says here too, they would probably upgrade the interior with Bluetooth, navig- yeah, navigation, and smartphone, that kind of stuff. Just, just improve little things, but it's still in essence the original car. And they're not going to use that Rover engine. It does say here, the original engine was a 2.9 litre V6 Peugeot, Renault, Volvo engine, they're calling it. Mm. It made 96 kilowatts. It says the new engine would be more like a 260 kilowatt. Yeah, yeah. So they'd need to upgrade a bit in that car to handle that kind of power. And what about an electric motor? I don't know. I'm just sitting there thinking, I'm always... There's a few electric DeLoreans, mate. Yeah, I'm always thinking, if they made a DeLorean, even in small numbers, that'd be cool. Really cool. Did you see this? The Toyota Super already getting a power upgrade. Yeah, they're giving it about another 50 horsepower from memory. 250 kilowatts up to 285. I think when it first came out, the power was pretty kind of not underrated. They're they're probably not giving it any more power. They're probably actually just stating what it really makes or, you know, (laughs) maybe maybe making the horsepower rating a little bit more accurate. Like a Ford. Like a XR8 or something. Jeez, I can't get over how much hate there is for this car. The 250, oh, they're talking about, so the existing one they're going to upgrade. The 250 kilowatt super will end up collecting dust at dealerships like the eight-speed Camaros. Top dollar for already a redundant vehicle. <laughs> sure. Radio champ. Tired of fail with the new Supra. We don't care about more power. It's still a BMW heart. We wanted a Toyo heart with reliability. We don't want heart attacks any year soon. What the hell are you talking about? We've covered this before. They even said if Toyota had designed their own six-cylinder, the car would have US... And then they'd complain the price is too high. US, it would have been like another $20,000 or $30,000. And they said the car wouldn't have come out for another two to three years because of engine development. But but always whinging. It's all these people who complain will never, ever buy a new Supra. Like, ever. I was going to buy one. I was Toyota through and through until they watered them down with Subaru and BMW parts. Wrong move, Toyota. So the alternative is cars like the Supra and the 86. They don't exist. And then you complain there's no cars to buy. Let's be real, no one gives a shit about this car uglier than my ex's face. <laughs> Jeez. Yeah, good taste in women. The engine is inferior to a 2J even with said emission restrictions. How is it? A, tell me, please explain that. The, everyone knows it's a good engine. Yeah, but it's always it's, it's inferior. How is it inferior? Oh, th- this, is, this is gold, this one. Just sell them with no engines 
And we can do what should have done is start with the 2JZ. Right. 2JZ turbo engines are pretty cheap at the wreckers, aren't yeah, they? Just go, 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 go find a complete one at the wreckers. I'm sure you'll Toyota will get one say, Toyota will sell you a car, 80, 80R emissions, compliance to everything with no engine in it. Mm. Sounds, that sounds... Um, so the car will be, it'll be slower than the existing one with the BMW engine, won't it? Apparently, I don't think we needed a study to find this, but Americans are still not very interested in electric cars, but compelling reasons to buy persist. So this report, by the way, this is an American report, so excuse the uh, imperial measurements. Now, there's, there's a difference between being interested in one and buying one. Actually buying one. It says here it costs $546 to drive 15,000 miles per year in a compact electric vehicle, mm -hmm. while it costs over $1,200 or 130% more to drive the same distance in a gas car. I think we know all this already. This is not groundbreaking. But what are, the, what are these stats based on? Because when you take into account the cost of the car, like it, the, you have these, the biggest problem I find with articles like this, they're written by eggheads and not by automotive people. No. I, I heard this in the news in Australia, I think even yesterday, and they were saying about how, like they, they talk about a misleading headline. They were going on about, oh, in 2019, there was a 300% increase yeah. in electric car sales. And then you think, my God, 300%. Yeah. Then you read it, and it's gone from like yeah. 2,000 cars to 6,000. Now, 6,000 cars Australia-wide is like a drop in the ocean compared to how many cars are sold, right? But then also, there's a fact like, how accurate is it? Because Tesla's sales aren't really audited. It's just them, don't get me wrong, they're selling them, but it's just them saying, hey, we sold 2,000 cars made, this year. They made a point to when they said the cheapest Australia, like in Australia, the cheapest electric car is a Nissan Leaf, Leaf. and it's like $58,000 or something. Like, that's crazy money for what that car is. For what it's, it is, yeah. And then they kind of said, oh, that's double. What? And I'm thinking it's more than double. It's more than double. You can easily get a, a, a Mazda 3, and it's not even bottom mm. of the range, like a mid-range one for like 25 grand. And well, that's like a decent A good friend car. of ours wanted to buy an electric van. And besides the fact that the, the specs on it were deplorable, it seriously had a range of like 150 k's, which we can do easily in a day. And this is a business thing. You can't be coming home at lunchtime and charging it for four and hours. And if he loads that up with all the yeah. equipment he carries around, I wonder where yeah, that Not to mention, that's 150, yeah. like, depending on the weather obviously changes. But that, all that aside, and it was so slow, north of 100 was like... 20 seconds or something ridiculous. That aside, it was like 53 grand and the petrol version, which was miles faster, obviously, was like 25. We are looking at going, we could buy two vans and still have some change over one. And then we asked them, how many have you sold? They wouldn't give us a figure. But have, you, have you sold any? Nah. And this is the problem. It's like, you know, the old saying, you know, build it and they will come type thing. It's like, I'd, I'd be happy to look at an electric car, but I'm not paying $50,000 for what is essentially like a fifteen dollars to $20,000 car. You drive it out of the dealership, it's probably worth forty-five. The turning, The turning point, I reckon, will be when in this country we see, say, a $30,000 electric car, and it's a, mm. it's a decent car that's comparable to a similar small car, and then people will go, you know what? I'll still have a petrol car, and yeah. if we're upgrading one of them, we'll go to an yeah, electric. But I think that, that's, I think we're waiting for that. And but everyone goes on about the range. I don't think this whole range anxiety... I don't think, I, the, the I range, don't think that the, is the, the big the issue. The range is pretty sorted, too, and the technology's got but good that... For the most part, look, it's an, the range is enough. Even if it's 300 kilometres, everyone goes, oh, I'm going to drive my car to Alice Springs and back. Like, yeah, cool, that's not the majority of people, is no. it, driving? Like, let's say it's 300 k's in a small car. That's fine for 90% 90, 90 of people doing their daily stuff. The problem is not the range, it's the price. price. Those pro Everything comes down those to Those prices money. have to come down dramatically. 
And but you've got this same problem. I mean, are people going to they're going to bring in electric cars here and put infrastructure in if no one's buying them? You know, chicken or the egg scenario. Yeah, and they. Uh, I think there's also a cost too of the charging equipment in your house on top of the car. Yeah, but if you if you dare, it's like um. It's like anything. It's like the climate or electric cars. If you just ask a question about something, it's like you're you're you know you're you're against the whole thing. It's like no, I'm not at all. But you can't just sugarcoat everything except everyone to you know swallow it. It'd be interesting to see in another twelve months has it improved at all? Because I don't think it's improved here in this country. Nothing's happened in a year. I think to be so, honest, I think cars like in Australia, especially that are far going to be far more popular in the next five years, is like a genuine hybrid. Mm. Car, like some of the stuff Toyota sells, where it's still got a nice style engine in it, but you, you might have a car, family type car, but overall it's using hardly any petrol. Yeah, exactly. And that's like, far more mm. appealing to most people. And I think long term reliability, I, don't, I think they're pretty sorted. Back on the new cars, I see the Alfa Romeo, I'm going to pronounce this completely wrong, Giulia Quadrifoglio. That's, <laughs> that's <laughs> terrible. <laughs> the, anyway. God, that should be in the intro. <laughs> Limited Hang edition. On, say that again, the Julia Krugulugi. Oh, I'm, I'm not saying that again. Say that again. Gulia. Gulia. Limited edition, just a lazy 85 kilowatt power upgrade. Is this, that it? This thing's a 2.9 litre V6, makes 460 kilowatts. That's the Ferrari, the cut down Ferrari yeah, V8, yeah. isn't it? Six, that's 620 horsepower. Jeez. In a, yeah. in a family four door sedan. We actually just saw engine. one today. They look awesome. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah they are. Bloody a nice car. Bloody nice car. I have read on the internet. I don't know how. What's the price? Uh, I didn't look. They ran 130. No, no, they're. I think they're a lot. Uh. Have you seen this? Have you seen the new Nissan VL Turbo? I heard about it. <laughs> the VL Turbo. What's the VL stand for? It says it. It's actually got a badge VL Turbo on this Nissan. So this thing would just be like dosing. Yeah, just reading. Like, just reading from the Bangkok Post because I think this car is directly out of Thailand or Asia, some part up there. The car itself did not look that flash. I thought from no. the front, she was pretty ugly. Jesus, it's called. A, it's a Nissan Almera 1.0 liter turbo. One liter. One liter. This is like about a hundred horsepower CVT Nissan VL turbo. I mean, this is just. <laughs> it's like half the power. Of the, the old 25-year-old, 35-year-old VL Turbo. This is just uh, a future of motoring. Yeah, but I mean, it's just hilarious. Nissan VL Turbo. What does Turbo. the VL mean? That's, that's obviously the, the... It's a very odd uh, badge to have on a car, yeah. though. VL Turbo. But anyway. VL. A-grade nugget. I'm sure they're not going to be sold in Australia. Knowing Nissan's um, killer range of cars, they probably will bring them in. Just add the just add to a whole fleet of complete nuggets. Another mention of electric cars. The electric cars outsell manuals in the USA, or should we say stick shift? Stick shifts. That's uh, a bit of a telling sign. Electric vehicles represented 1.6% of new car sales in the USA compared to 1.1% for the three-pedal cars. You've noticed with manuals too, I've no they're kind of in the absolute... Yeah, they're in niche, hot, hot hatch type cars. Yeah, hot hatch type performance cars, because that's it's a driver, you know, a driver wants... To, they want that type of car, they want a manual, or they're in an absolute bare bones $15,000... Oh, like like a Honda... 
Is it a Honda Jazz or Toyota Jazz? But even yeah. them, they're not selling them many. I don't think they're selling many. I think no. they just do it because they're getting to the point where they know no one will buy them, so no. they don't even offer them. They just put no. some junk clunk of CVT in Most it. young people can't even drive a stick shift. It's kind of a disaster, isn't it? If you like manual cars, yeah, there's not much to buy. You have to buy a small car. That's why people are just basically just putting the old sequentials in. <laughs> are, they, are they really manuals? Are they manuals? If you're not using a clutch? I think if you're using a clutch to take off the line, they're a manual. Yeah, they are, but of course they are. But what about if you've got a um, a DSG? They're a manual. Is it a Bruno drive? Is that where you've got the torque converter? You know, they they run a torque converter, but it's still a manual. It's still shifting it, yeah. Well, it's a manual gear, not like a manual valve body. It's not an automatic. It's a manual transmission with a torque converter. Mm. Is Popular, that a manual? You see that? Well, there's no clutch. Yes, it's a bit weird that one. It's like a hybrid, isn't it? But you, still, you see them in drag racing. If you haven't seen them before, look them up. They're quite interesting.